I don't think marriage was supposed to be a gamble. I don't think that was God's design that we would be like, I'm going to roll the dice and see if this works right. out, you know? And uh, what I what I saw recently is in just in stats, okay, on marriage and divorce in America, first marriages, 35 to 50% of them end in divorce. Uh, second marriages, it's 60%. And third marriages, it's 70%. And I'm not sharing that to Whoa. scare anybody, but to say the reality is, it takes work and a certain approach to make marriage work. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how to fail-proof your marriage in this little episode today. My name is Gabe, and this is Melissa, and we're happy to be here with Marriage Monthly. Uh, and I just want to kind of point this out. Like, why do marriages fail? Lots of reasons, but yeah. surely among the top is that we don't start on a solid foundation and that we are not using a bulletproof blueprint. And we're going to talk about that today as we get into, you know, what is the way then forward? If you're thinking about, oh my gosh, we're in our second marriage. You mean it's harder? <laughs> or third. Six, yeah. Or third. Yeah. It, yeah. It's harder. And so you got to work harder and you got you to gotta grab onto the right foundation, which we're going to give you today. Oh man. The right foundation is, okay. We were thinking about this. And 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7 is absolute solid gold for how to make a marriage successful. And it's funny because it's kind of cliche, like, oh yeah, every wedding they're going to read 1 Corinthians 13 and people aren't really paying attention to what's being said. Bride, bride and groom are probably just standing there like just so giddy that they're getting married. They're mm-hmm. not really paying attention to what's being said. But listen to the words <laughs> so true. of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. It is so powerful. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That is just gold. I mean, the best, the best marriage advice right there. God put it right there. And I love it. So to me, when I think about this first Corinthians 13, I think that love is an action first and foremost, Hmm. because like people be like, oh yeah, you know, I, you know, I love you just because, you know, I cook for you or, you know, and that's nice. And that's an action, but it needs to be said. It needs to be um, worked out. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like a lot of times you can just say, you know, I love you, but you know, a lot of times then you're rude. And yeah. then you do all the things that it says not to do on here, right? <laughs> you, you're keeping record of wrongs. You're like, oh, yeah, but last week you did this and this. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole list of stuff that we're keeping and we're boastful and we're proud and we're rude and we're jealous and all these things. Oh man, love is an action in the, in the best way, the best action. So we're going to break this down for yeah. you. So first of all, love is patient. First and foremost, love is patient. I do not like this word. <laughs> It's not my favorite word, but it means the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting upset mm. or angry. Wow. Isn't that neat? That's powerful. I know. And then in other versions of the Bible the, that says love is patient, it says lo- love is long suffering mm-hmm. or it suffers long, suffers long, which makes me kind of laugh. Suffers long. So it's like, That's uh, like the ball and chain viewpoint yeah. of marriage, right? Love suffers uh, long. Really? But <laughs> su- long suffering means showing patience in spite of trouble. Hmm. So even in turmoil or stress or trouble, you're showing patience. It's enduring, Right. 
So it says it will endure a long time. Now, I have ADHD and I am extremely hyper most of the time. Gabe is so patient (laughs) with me. A lot of times he'll just smile like, okay, so last night we went mall walking because it has been dreadfully dark and rainy here in the Pacific Northwest. It was like the sun was shining in the mall. It was. It was beautiful. It was bright. It was clean. It was sunny. There was music. There was lots of people. It was lovely. So we're mall walking to get some steps in last night. I did feel like I was 75. Did you? I'm not going to lie. I want a matching track suit next time. Oh my gosh, let's yeah. do that. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about that later. But seriously, it was it was great. But then I realized when we were walking out after about an hour of mall walking that I had talked the entire time. And he just smiles and says, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, that's great, babe. Yeah. <laughs> so he either smiles at me when I'm having one of my episodes of constant talking or he just puts on his AirPods and then I know, oh, Okay, we're done. (laughs) I try not to do that like right in the middle of when you're talking. No, no. Maybe when there's two in between sentences. But you do. I I see. I watch you over in your think chair when I'm like telling you something. And then, and so then he'll, he's so patient. He'll put his AirPods on because he's like all done and wants to do something. But then I'll sit over on the couch doing this. Hey, (laughs) hi. If you're listening, I'm waving my hands everywhere. But, and then he'll be like, oh, okay. And he'll take his, what, babe? Yeah. Gabe is so patient. I am so lucky. So anyways, love is patient. I or wanted to say suffering. something about yeah. the patient thing, because yeah. the whole thing about enduring between, uh, uh, among suffering or hardship, how, what drives patience? It's got to be a belief that you can yeah. get through it, okay. you know, and that there's going to be a better day because it's hard when, when, you know, you're not in a good season. And so yeah. if love is patient, it's because it's built on something that's more enduring. And you know yep. that it's not all about feelings you know, it's a commitment. Yeah. And yeah. so it, 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 love is so strong that when you pledge that to somebody for life, yeah. you're going to go like, yeah, through good times and bad. Remember? Yeah. Good times. And we say those yeah. in our vows, right? Love you for good times and bad. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is too bad. I'm out. Yep. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Yeah. We're suffering long here, people. But <laughs> I don't like that word, but I think it's funny. It's we should, used. We should change the name of the podcast to that. <laughs> All right. Love is patient and love is kind. Kindness means being selfless, caring, compassionate, and unconditional. Isn't that neat? Hmm. I love that. So we, 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 we do this through like acts like smiling, Mm -hmm. you know, being nice to each other, saying a kind word, um, maybe an ex a deed, do something for Mm -hmm. somebody shows love, um, or maybe a surprise or something like that shows, shows kindness. You were thinking of me. Oh, that's nice. So thinking about how to make someone happy shows kindness. And Gabe's good at this. He, know, I have a sweet tooth, like something severe. So for Lent this year, I did a 40 day fast from sugar. So I did not have a single donut candy. Yeah. You were a rock star. I I did not budge. Like I did not budge, but on day 41, uh, I went ham and it, I, I you. yeah, and it was so good. It was awesome. I had a pretty bad stomach ache that night, but Gabe loves to show kindness to me. He'll take me out to dessert sometimes. Baby, you want to go get a donut or you want to go up to Applebee's and get the molten chocolate cake? And hey, Applebee's is cool. Applebee's for a date night yeah. is awesome. There's yeah. a song about it. Yes. But anyways, um, he brings me flowers and he sends me sweet texts like thinking of you. You're beautiful. I love you all the time. So these are all ways to be kind. So simple. But so powerful. So love is patient and love is kind. Well, thanks, babe. You're also patient and kind. Yeah, not as I mean, well as you. I'm kind. I don't yeah. think I'm that patient. Okay. 
But I'm just saying, when I was, when we had little kids, I prayed every day for more patience, yeah. more patience, more patience. And I'm not joking. You should it's never increased. pray that first and it's foremost. Increased. But I'm very yeah. patient now compared to how I used to be when I had little kids. So I feel like I'm winning yeah, in that area. You're growing as a person. I'm growing as a person sure. every day. Um, <laughs> it goes on. You know, this passage has, it's, it's a big, there's a lot in this passage about what love is. Four verses and right? a zillion things. Yeah. A lot. It's, it's what it is. Uh, it is patient and kind. And then it's what it's not. Yep. And it's not a whole bunch of things. It's and so, I'm just going to kind of yeah. rip through this list because yep. there's a lot here. It's not first jealous. Yeah. Um, okay. If you're married, you there's a lot of opportunity for jealousy. There's there's jealousy about friends, about pay, you know, like a paycheck, schedule, opportunities, responsibilities. I mean, you could just go down this huge list and be like, almost mad at your spouse mm-hmm. because you think in your mind you have it easier than I do, or you have, you have access to things that I don't have access to. Or, so there's jealousy. There's jealousy sometimes about, like I said, friends or, uh, you know, work relationships or other things like that. And, and love is not any of those things. Right. It's, it's, it's not. there's a whole different attitude that's more like I'm celebrating you. I'm celebrating what you get to do. I'm celebrating how awesome you are. I'm celebrating how well you're doing at work. I'm celebrating how much the size of the raise you just got. You know, those sorts of things. Because if we yeah. don't do that, then we're basically mad at them for having something that we don't. And yeah. And I feel and jealousy. I so agree with you because, like, so f- for instance, Gabe is extremely driven. He always has an idea up his sleeve. My son Caleb's the exact same way. It's exhausting in my home. But, <laughs> But a lot of times, but I'm not, I'm not super driven. And so I don't have an idea up my sleeve every other second of the day. And so a lot of times I could be jealous that Gabe has all this energy to put toward that and all this initiative and all this creativity and all this talent in those areas. And you know what? I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm proud of him for those things. It's great. I'm not like that. And I'm okay with that. But I could be jealous of that because I feel like I'm sometimes could be left behind or he's so busy and doing all his things. And and we just got done with Easter and he launched this huge other thing with multiply PDX at the same time as Easter. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And so he hasn't been present as much. And that can cause jealousy because mm-hmm. like you, what are you, you like your work more than me? You know, those kind of things, mm-hmm. but you have to really understand there's seasons for some things. And so I realized, oh, this is a season where he's doing a big push things aren't going to always be like that, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So that can cause jealousy too. Just thinking about it can, that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot and, of things we, can spark And we can feed jealousy. into that by not pacing correctly. Exactly. You know, yeah. thankfully we've got vacation coming up, so that'll be yeah. awesome. But even yeah. then just being, it's okay to be different. Yeah. It's okay if he has a way of doing things that he's passionate about and I have a way of doing things. I'm. He's extremely jealous that I cook so good and he's so terrible. Good. So good. And <laughs> also that you're so extroverted and so, and so oh, yeah. naturally social. Yeah. Because that's always more, it's harder for me. It takes way more energy for me. And that's true, but we yeah. don't, we shouldn't be jealous of each other. We should like encourage mm-hmm. each other in the things. I'm not like that. He's not like that. That's okay. That God made him how yeah. he is and he made me how I am and, and we're different. There's no reason to be jealous. We don't need to be the same. That's right. Yeah. We're not competing. We're completing. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Jerry Maguire. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay. It also is not, so it's not jealous. It's not boastful. Uh, we say things in our minds like, 
oh, my life is harder than your life. So somehow I'm better than you. Uh, my routine is better than your routine. Uh, my way is smarter than your way. You know, all that stuff comes up, doesn't it? All the time in marriage. Oh, yeah. If you don't say it, you definitely think it and you know you do. Uh, my my everything is better than your everything. And love is not that. It's right. again, it's like, it's not about you. It's selfless. It's Mm. It's fixated, fascinated with the other person, you know, yep. wanting to learn more about them, wanting to love them more, wanting to get closer to them, be around them. You know, it's it's nothing about competition. And I think boastful is is one of those things. It's not, it's also not proud. What is it? How does pride, how do you think pride comes out in marriage? Um, constantly. Well, I, I mean, like, like in what I'm, way? I'm better than you. I can do this better than you. I'm smarter than you at this. I can like, you just mm. puff yourself up so much. Mm-hmm. And you, at the time you're puffing yourself up, you're really belittling your spouse. Mm. You know, yeah. like my job, I feel like is to puff Gabe up. You're amazing at this. I like how you do this. Thank you for doing that. That kind of thing. I, I feel like I'm supposed to do that for you. If I'm doing that for myself all the time, it's because I have a hole in my heart and mm-hmm. I need attention or something. Mm-hmm. So. And you're very good at the build up thing with me and the kids and always have been. It's been a huge blessing for us. I think one of the things that uh, being proud does is it creates like a dismissiveness in mm-hmm. you of the things that your spouse is doing as though they're just not as important as you. You know, and so if they have yeah. an idea, you might think, oh, that's a cute idea, you know, or even have that attitude or say something like that. And, you know, those are just pride comments that, you know, it doesn't demonstrate that you are looking hmm. at that person going, I value you. You're the most valuable person in the universe to me. And and so that's why pride is such a difficult thing. It's the fastest way to kill intimacy and plant a seed of bitterness is oh, pride. Yeah. You know, wow. Because okay. I mean, you're not going to become intimate with somebody who is being dismissive of you. You're just not. Yeah. I'm better than you. So yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) you got to break that down Yeah, because we all know it's not rooted in truth anyways. It's, it's all, it's all lies. Uh, Nobody's better than anybody else. It's also not rude. Uh, By the way, politeness is not just for strangers. And I think sometimes we think manners are for people you don't know very well because once you get inside the home, it's like somehow we have this badge of honor, like, the more raw I am and have no buffer and no filter, the more you should be, you should thank me for being authentic, (laughs) which that's not, I mean, the Bible says speak the truth in love. And I think sometimes we, we get that all mixed up. We should be the nicest to the people who are inside of our home. We should, we should have the most thoughtfulness for them. But it's hard though, right? Don't don't you think like you get home and you kind of like, take off the gloves, mm-hmm. just sit back. And it's like, okay, I can just be myself here. And that's good to be comfortable. Right. But totally. like, if you're comfortable and being yourself is rude to everybody in the family and go get this for me and pick this up for mm-hmm. me and do Yeah. It, yeah. It just shows a lack right. of maturity in you. And yeah. I mean, if yeah, lack of pretense is one thing to, to not feel like you have to have any pretense around your family. That's great. You yeah. shouldn't have to have any pretense around anybody, but that doesn't mean that your character uh, doesn't need to grow, yeah. you know? And so rudeness is, is just, it's not, it's not you know, so, so pleases, yeah. thank yous, your welcomes, all those eye contact, all that's just a sign that I'm, I'm appreciating you. Yeah. And, you know, rudeness has no place in a marriage. It's the good. the next one is, I know this list is long. I'm going to go a little faster. It is not demanding. <laughs> it's not demanding. Um, you know, you don't own anybody. You don't own a spouse. Hmm. And uh, it, it's important for us to remember that Jesus came to serve 
And that's, he's called us to do that in marriage. I mean, he, he definitely, the, the, the word pictures in the new Testament about marriage are really all about service and sacrifice and commitment, not about Mm -hmm. what you receive. Will you receive something? Absolutely. Most fulfilling relationship in my life is right here Mm -hmm. with Melissa. And, uh, and it should be, but you don't approach it in like what, what's in it for me. It's like, no, how can I become a servant for you? How can I bless you? So don't worry about what you're not getting. Focus on what you can be giving Mm. uh, because love is not demanding. Next, just to keep it moving. Love is not irritable. That's, that's really hard in marriage. I mean, and it doesn't get any easier. I don't think in marriage um, because we're still human and, and people change, right? So what you might be like, oh, I'm so glad you don't do that thing that used to irritate me, except now you do a different thing that irritates (laughs) me. You know, (laughs) there's always going to be something. Yeah. Why do you chew so loud? Yeah. Hey, my cheeks are thin. I can't help it. Um, But listen to this. Irritability is a sign of a weak spirit. Mm. Are you building your spirit consistently? Sometimes we're irritable because we are not pouring the right stuff into our own heart. And so we're there basically saying, you're not fulfilling me in this moment. So I'm irritated with you. But that's not their job. You know, that's exactly your, your right. Job, your job, your 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 fulfillment comes from the Lord, mm-hmm. and then you can have something to give away. I'm going to keep moving. Love is not <laughs> accusatory. It, it it's not accusatory. The Scripture says, um, "It keeps no record of being wronged. Mm-hmm. It keeps no record of being wrong. It's not accusatory." Um, so so listen, a way to a way to move forward and have deeper love is to refuse to bring up things you've already discussed and dealt with. Just oh. refuse. Don't bring them up. Forget them. Let Forget them. Let them go. Forgive them even if they don't ask for it so you can put out that smoldering fire. Because if you've got, you know, you get an argument, everybody gets in arguments. And if you do that and you're like building up this tension because you remember that this same thing happened not that long ago, you know, and, and or it might yeah. be a similar thing. And, and so you're bring you're carrying a backpack of anger into the conversation to start with, but you told them that you let that go. And then instead you went and you picked it back up and yep. you brought it to the, brought it to the game again. And that's just not fair. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. You know, I know you're trying to go fast on this one, but I talked to a lot of women and Something that I notice a lot of girls are doing right now, wives, um, girlfriend, boyfriend, these kind of things, but man, they are like, they're keeping record of wrongs. They are keeping like files, like these little special files of like emails that their spouse has said rude things to them, dishonest things to them, went to this place, did this thing. And they literally are Hmm. keeping screenshotted texts and just all this stuff, screenshotted Snapchats, things that it's like they're so keeping record because they want to be justified, you know, mm, for yeah. bailing or whatever, or be ready to bail. Or it's like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why are you doing this? Like you're shooting yourself in the foot. That's why second, third marriages are probably failing yeah. is because they have so much broken trust, so much broken. Cause you know, they were let down the first marriage. Mm-hmm. So they're waiting to get let down the second marriage. So they're keeping a record, all this stuff. And the third's probably worse. I got a record of this as this in case this goes down. I want to mm-hmm. be prepared. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's, I mean, keeping the record of wrong is a huge deal. And I think it is just throws a plan B out there for divorce. Totally does. Yeah. And I, I've always loved Melissa. Whenever we get into a tough spot um, 
which, you know, happens to everybody. It's happened to us lots of times. And she always tells me, I love when she says it. She says, it's you and me, babe, forever. That's in my next notes. Oh, is it? Sorry. I didn't mean to steal that from you, but I love when you say <laughs> That's that. That's right. Um, the last one, and then I'll, and then I'll pass it over to you, is that love is not vengeful. Um, it doesn't rejoice about injustice, it says. Hmm. But actually, the scripture really means this. I mean, the Greek word means it doesn't rejoice about inflicting pain or hurt. Ooh. That's what it doesn't rejoice about. Huh. So you know how like when somebody does something to you and you're you're like, oh, I can't wait till you're not looking because I'm going to stab you, you worse than you stabbed me. <laughs> totally. Love does not do that. It's not vengeful because love understands God is the judge. He's going to make all things right in his time. And my job is to love you and and not to try to get you back for something that you did or didn't do. You know? That's right. So um, love is, uh, is, is really about that all in all commitment. Yeah. So, man, fail-proof stuff right here. No mm -hmm. kidding, man. Love is patient. Love is kind. So this is, you know, actions, mm -hmm. actions. Love is, love is not all the stuff Gabe said. And love does. We're going to finish up here. Love does. Love never gives up. I love this in the scripture. No escape patch, no plan B, right? It's like none of that stuff. Another version says it bears all things. Mm -hmm. The new King That's James good. says that. I know. So you'll have many seasons and some of them are going to be awesome. And some of them, frankly, they're going to suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But when you work through the hard ones and you just stay consistent and committed and loving and kind and all of these things, you're going to be so glad when you come out on the other side and you're back in a top season where you're like, man, I'm glad we didn't mm -hmm. bail. Yeah. And we've seen that hundreds of times. We've seen that. Just hold on. You can do it. So love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Another version says it believes all things. Hmm. We choose to believe the best in each other. We really do. Or we choose to believe the worst in each other. What are you choosing? Because you need to choose what's best for each other. Be each other's cheerleader. Gabe is my number one cheerleader. And my kiddos, my, my dad. I mean, I got some great cheerleaders, but Gabe is my number one cheerleader. So be a cheerleader, not a critic. We have enough critics in our life. We don't need our spouse critic, you know, all the time. I'm so thankful. So no matter what, I know Gabe's got my back. So I've told him many times in the hard times that it's you and me, babe. Yeah. No matter what, it's you and me. Like, you know, things can be really hard with ministry sometimes and just dealing with people and even dealing with kids stuff and stuff. I'm like, it's you and me. <laughs> I'll go to Puerto Vallarta with you. <laughs> Say <laughs> hey, when. don't tease me. <laughs> you know, I know if everything else crashes, we always have each other. That's so. right. Love is always hopeful. It's always hopeful. We have confidence in the future. Mm -hmm. And I love thinking about it that way. When you're hopeful about something, you're thinking confidently about the future, right? This is going to be good. This is going to be better. This is going to be the best. You know, so it's hopeful. Don't be negative. Like, get rid of the negative. I saw, There's too much negative in the world. Like, let's be positive, especially about this relationship. We got to keep it on the positive side because it can go sour mm -hmm. fast if we let it. So let's, let's get rid of the negative. Keep your confidence in God and each other. There's always hope if you both love God and are willing to keep working at it. And then lastly, love endures through every circumstance, through every season. Love endures. Reminds me of agape love. Jesus had agape love, a sacrificial, unconditional love. And that's what we're supposed to have as a spouse, as a couple, mm -hmm. is like we have unconditional love love, sacrificial love. Like we're going down, we're going down together. Like <laughs> it's sacrificial. 
the kind of love that God gives us, we need to give to each other. We should stand in love and endure to the end, no matter what. Man, this stuff is so fail-proof. If we would just do this stuff, we would have the thriving, successful marriage that everybody wants and craves. And it's here, right here, four verses in, in God's word. So packed. Let's do it. Yeah. Like seriously, let's do it. We can do this. That's good. Uh, question for you as we wrap this up. What are your kids, if you if you have kids or or, or your grandkids even, going to talk about, about you and your marriage? What mm. will they remember? Whoa, okay. You know, okay, so will they remember, boy, it was rough, but they made it through it. That would be a good thing. <laughs> or will they remember, you know what? They just loved each other so much. They yeah. weren't rude. They weren't jealous. They weren't proud. They, You know, could, could they like check these off and go like, yeah, that was them because yeah. that's why they're still married 75 years later. That's right. why, you know, what's going to be the legacy that you that you have? And if you are in a second marriage or a third marriage, great. Make this one the one. That's right. You know, you're there. God puts you there and you can do it. We know you can do it. So yeah. have a big high view and vision of marriage. Go after it with this stuff. And God is going to help you to have that fail proof marriage. That's our That's prayer right. for you. And we are so grateful to have you tuning in. We hope you'll keep it up. We want you to subscribe and share and uh, and just enjoy your life together. 